the money is simply the reward for hitting the target. Yeah. It ain't the target itself. Your target is serving others. Welcome to the Journey to Paid Speaking Gigs podcast, where we focus on how to find your voice, develop your message, so that you can get consistently paid speaking gigs that generate income. Not only are you going to learn how to find your voice, but you're going to hear from professionals in the industry who are making a powerful impact, sharing their story, and transforming lives. My name is Charles Clark. I'm an international speaker and ex-professional athlete, and I believe that everyone has a story to tell, but not too many people are telling it. And that's why I created this podcast, because I'm passionate about helping people break the silence, even if their voice shakes. And today's guest is going to give you the insight on how you can do just that. Today's guest is Bob Berg. Hey, Bob, welcome to the show. Thank you, Charles. Great to be with you. Hey, before we get started, let the Thrive Tribe know who is Bob. Who is Bob? Hmm. Does anybody really know Bob? Does Bob know Bob? <laughs> uh Let's see. Maybe I've been speaking right? for 30 years. Yeah, quite, that, that is the question. <laughs> uh, began as a broadcaster, first in radio, then television. Really wasn't particularly good at that. I graduated into sales. And uh, that was sort of where I really found myself in sales and personal development. And, yeah. uh, after eventually becoming sales manager for another company down the road, uh, I began to to speak for a living. And I've been doing that now for just over 30 years. Wow. 30, 30 years. Yeah. What, what would you say is the most memorable, most impactful thing that has happened uh, during your time uh, in the speaking industry? You know, I think it's just I think it's just feeling that you've had a, a career where you basically woke up happy to go to work that day, mm -hmm. uh, that you found you were doing something where you could add some value to the world around you, yeah. uh, have fun doing it, and that it was rewarding. I, I, you know, I think when you have that, more than any one particular moment, I think when you have that as a career, you, you really can't ask for a lot more. Yeah, the the power of a voice. Who knew that it could uh, allow us to create an impact and income for ourselves, right? I, that's something I don't take for granted. That's a great and point. Yeah, it's something that's that's so it's it's humbling, you know. Mm -hmm. um, do you ensure your voice? <laughs> I I don't. I don't. Uh. All right. So so one random <laughs> one random fact about you that most people don't know. I'd say probably it's that I'm very much an introvert, uh, mm -hmm. almost to the point of being a, a hermit. I mean, I really love just be either being alone or being with just a, a couple people or a few yeah. people uh, with whom I can be very comfortable, um, which I don't think conflicts at all. I don't think it's incongruent with being a speaker in front of hundreds or thousands of, or, or tens of thousands of people because mm -hmm. one is one and the other is the other. Yeah. And while I'm definitely myself on stage, uh, we know it's still a performance. You're still up there in front of people, you know, yeah. and, and, um, and, and, you know, I can be with, with thousands of people and even before and afterwards, uh, enjoy my conversations with them. But yeah. then afterwards, I want to go up to my room <laughs> and just veg out. By myself, I, I think that's really what being an introvert really. Yeah, so, so the worst thing you know you're an introvert. Yeah. So uh, the worst thing an event planner could ask you is, "Hey, hey, come out cocktail hour. You know, come hang right. Out, exactly. Yeah. I'm, bro, yeah. I'm trying to go to the <laughs> trying to go to my crib. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Hey, Bob, tell me about uh, the story of how you got into speaking. 
Um, when I was sales manager of a company, I went to a um, uh, a seminar. It, it was Zig Ziglar was the main speaker. Wow. Uh, another, uh, and then there was another speaker, um, and at the and I I bought their tape. That's how long ago this is, by the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm sixty. So I'm kind of, you know, I'm long in the tooth as they, as they say, so this is way <laughs> back in the days of, uh, I didn't buy that person's CDs. It was their audio cassette albums. Yeah. So, uh, so Ziggs of course was great. It was wonderful. I benefited greatly. The other person's was also very good. Mm. And at the end of his tape series, he said, if you want to make some extra money speaking and learning how to speak and sell these tapes, contact our office so i did and yeah. they taught me how to do you know free 20 25 30 minute speaking engagements for every uh, civic club group organization anyone who would basically have me speak yeah. and then at the end sell their tapes wow. so i became you know one of their top uh, you know salespeople in the country doing it and i enjoyed it a lot it taught me a lot um, eventually though, I really wanted to speak on what I wanted to speak about and, and, uh, create my own, uh, program and so forth. And so mm -hmm. I, I did and, uh, had to learn how to be a professional, you know, how to have a professional speaking business because it is yeah. a business uh, like yeah. any other business. Yeah. Uh, and that's when I joined national speakers association and got to really learn the the system for building a, a speaking business. Mm -hmm. I, th I think the system is, is so important. You know, it, we can yeah. have a great voice, but if we don't have a system in place, I was kind of talking about this earlier when I was I had, had another podcast. It's just it, when you can describe what you do as a process, that's mm. when you have a business. You know, that is so perfect because I always define a system as the process of predictably achieving a goal based yeah. on a logical and specific set of how-to principles, the key being predictability in that mm -hmm. process, right? If it's been proven that by following that process, if you, if you do A, you'll get the desired result of B, then you know as long as you'll do A and continue to do A and continue to do A, you'll eventually get the desired results of B. Yeah. And, so, and so that's, that, as you said, that process, that system. I think um, one, of, one of the greatest things speakers have is the ability to use their story to redefine their life. Oh, we, where yeah. we actually move from being a victim to being a, a victor, right? So how, how have you used your story to become victorious? Okay, so it's a, it's a great question because so much of what I have spoken about throughout the year has been really teaching a system of, you know, for prospecting, for business, building uh, referral-based business. And then with the go-giver, it's sort of five principles to be successful and in, in, in so forth. So, so I'm not really someone who goes up there and talks about how, uh, you know, I uh, had this and this happened to me and this and this happened to me, but I overcame it because with what I audiences to whom I speak, they wouldn't care. You know what I'm saying? It just, it wouldn't be part of, of, of what I, what I do. But in my own life, I yeah. think I've, I've utilized my speaking and my story in a sense to be able to help myself right. through yeah. the various yeah. challenges. I, and I, so even I, if yeah. that's not some, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, yo, you go, please, please. No, no. So even if that's not something that directly happens with the audience I I itself, 
uh, because there are a lot of people on stage who have these magnificent stories to share that they have they have overcome something just you know and and all you can do is admire them for for what they've they've yeah. been able to do um and, and that's what they build their speech around and and when they do boy they are they yeah. just wonderful to listen to yeah i it, just you know, i get it, so much from it it's interesting um your story led you to speaking right right but yeah the use of story is not something that you you share as much in, in your speeches well so here's the thing and that's a wonderful question i'm often telling stories to illustrate a certain point ah, okay so so for example um uh, you know one of the things is that when we talk about with the go-giver system is the the immense focus on others it's moving from a focus off of yourself onto others moving from what we call an i focus or me focus to an other focus so i tell the story about how when i was at one of my sales jobs mm -hmm. uh the uh, 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 I was having trouble. I was in a slump, and I so I was really focused on myself as opposed to the customers. You know, because you start to panic sometimes when you, you know, and and I was, you know, you know I was probably about twenty six, twenty seven, and I was just really, and 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 uh, uh, so <clears throat> a guy at the company worked. He wasn't even in the sales department. I think he was in the engineering department, and he I think he saw me as you know that young up and comer, uh, that person who was really after it, but was very frustrated and not yeah. not living up to potential. And he said to me, Berg, he was a last name kind of guy. He said, Berg, can I can I give you some advice? And I said, Absolutely, please do. Yeah. And he said, if you want to make a lot of money in sales, he said, don't make money as your target. Your target is serving others. Yeah. Now, when you hit the target, he said, you'll get a reward. And that reward will come in the form of money. And you can do with that money whatever you choose. Mm -hmm. But never forget, he said, the money is simply the reward for hitting the target. Yeah. It ain't the target itself. Your target is serving others. Now, yeah. so that's a story that I tell mm -hmm. to share with the audience how I and how we as salespeople have to get over ourselves and take the focus off of ourselves. Right. Now, I can stand there and say, now in sales, we have to take the focus off of ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. You know, that, that's a, this is what you need to do and who listens to that. Yeah. But with a story from an older guy, you know, a wise older man telling me this story, it makes sense. Now I, I give my conclusion to the audience by saying that that's when I first realized that great salesmanship is never about the salesperson. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Great salesmanship is never about the product or service, as important as those are. Yeah. Great salesmanship is about the other person. It's about adding immense value to others. It's about another person's life being better yeah. just because you are part of it. Yeah, the ability to take people yeah. on, a, on, on some journey from where they were stuck at to where they want to be. Exactly. Exactly. Love it. So your book, The Go-Giver, it has almost of a million copies. That's that's a pretty big feat right there. Congratulations on that. What was the inspiration behind it all? Like to not just write a book, but to actually leave an imprint in, in people's lives? Well, uh, so I had a book back at that that um was published back in i think either 94 or 95 i think 94 
uh, called Endless Referrals. And the subtitle was Network Your Everyday Contacts into Sales. Again, it was a system, a process, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Helping people who were entrepreneurs and salespeople who knew they had a great product or service. They knew it brought wonderful value to others, but they weren't necessarily comfortable with going out into their local communities and creating the kinds of relationships that would lead to people wanting to do business with them and refer them to others. So Mm -hmm. that was the book. It was a how-to book. Mm -hmm. And the basic premise was that all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to those people they know, like, and trust. So so while the book was very successful, it's not, it wasn't a story. And I thought, wouldn't it be great? Cause I'd always read business parables and always mm-hmm. thought they were wonderful because again, as you said, right? Stories, it's just different, yeah. right? Stories connect on a heart to heart level. And I know that whenever I read parables, I always felt a connection with the author, even if I'd never met them, mm-hmm. I felt a, a connection with the author. I felt a connection with the characters and I felt a connection with the information. Yeah, And I thought, wouldn't it be great then if we could take, you know, that basic no like, and trust premise of endless referrals and turn it into a parable, a story. So after coming up with the title, The Go-Giver, because uh, I just asked, what is the, the main attribute of salespeople and entrepreneurs who are able to very quickly and sustainably mm-hmm. create those no like, and trust relationships? And it's that they're givers. They're mm-hmm. always looking to give value to mm-hmm. others, right? So got the go-giver. But really, the best thing I did for that book was to ask John David Mann, who at the time I'd never met personally, but he was the editor-in-chief of a magazine I used to write for. Mm-hmm. And not many people knew him back then outside his his circle, but everyone who did knew he was brilliant, just a, yeah. a wonderful, fantastic writer. Again, I'm more of a system guy. I'm that process guy that you and I are, are talking about, right? Mm-hmm. I'm step one, step two, step three. Yeah. John is a magnificent writer. Yeah. And and storyteller. So I asked him to be the, you know, my co-author and the lead writer storyteller and uh fortunately he said yes and you know we worked on it. Now the interesting thing uh on our way to selling almost a million of those books is we got turned down by 25 publishing houses. Mm-hmm. You know, before we hit the or 24 I think before we hit number 25 which was um uh, portfolio, which is a business division of uh, a Penguin Random House, mm-hmm. and they became—they were the and they are the perfect publishing partner. So it was great that you know it took so long to find them because we found found the right one, better. right? <laughs> yeah, the right one. And so, um, but yeah, that's really that was really the inspiration. It was you know kind of that first book, which was how to mm-hmm. wanting to bring it a- a- into a story. Yeah, yeah. I, the other thing I'm seeing behind that is also. You didn't decide to do this. You didn't decide to do this by yourself. You knew right. where you were strong at, and you knew the person who and I knew where I was strong, at. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you knew what it could expedite the time, right? Yeah. A lot of times, we are trying to do things by ourselves to get half of the results that we could get. Yeah. If we were to hire someone else and bring them on to help us expedite, to help us get there further and faster. And I think, you know, I've, I've been I've been a victim of that. You know, we're, we're thinking I get some type of trophy because I, I did it by myself. Oh, I used to be. Absolutely. That was a big yeah. thing in my younger days. Uh, absolutely. That was that was something that, that I had to learn, you mm-hmm. know, was not the most productive way to yeah. live life and conduct business. So I'm, I'm always curious to know, especially from an expert like you. you you've been in the game for 
for a, a good time. And I'm like, how how is it that you were able to survive so many different changes and transitions from from the pandemic to um, the economic crashes and everything else that, that was going on for for you? What was the mentality that you had to have when you started out in order to be successful? Well, so let me tell you a big mistake I made kind of early on that almost ruined my speaking career. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> this was in the, the kind of, I guess, late 90s, maybe 97, 98. Now, I had I'd been speaking for, I guess, seven, eight years or so, mm-hmm. and uh, I was doing well. I, I had built up a good speaking business. Um, but this was just about the time that the internet became to be a real thing, right? And people yeah. were really starting to use it and people were saying this thing's going to explode. Now, I'm not a, I'm not someone you would call a, a, um, what's the right word? Front runner, you know, a person who gets, who catches on to trends easily. I tend to be behind the curve with those things. <laughs> and I never even thought this internet thing would actually work out. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and so. I also didn't want it to because I'm technologically, I'm not the swiftest person in the world. I don't catch on to technology. Mm. And and yeah, I just, I had gotten to where I, not to exactly where I wanted to be, but certainly I was doing well and was, and, and I realized that, you know, I'm going to have to kind of get with this technology stuff and get, but I really didn't want to. Mm. And I got a little bit, you know, filled up with my own success. And I said, well, you know, my clients will stay with me. I don't have to do this. I can do it on my own terms and, and so forth. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, within a quick period of time, I lost a huge portion of my business and I had mm-hmm. to really start from scratch and, and rebuild. Mm-hmm. And what it said to me is, you know, you don't have to like change. You know, sometimes in the personal development field, there's sort of a a political correctness, if you will, where you have to like, everything's got to be great, right? Yeah. If something bad happens. Oh, that's great. You know, or <laughs> change. Oh, we love change. Well, you know what? When things don't happen that aren't great. They're not great. They stay. Right. right. <laughs> and you know what? I don't like change. Right. right. <laughs> so, so what I had to learn though, was it didn't matter whether I liked change or not. It was a matter of, did I want the results from changing mm-hmm. or did I want the results from not changing? Yeah. And I learned my lesson and I, you know, I got myself up to speed. Now I'm still not a, a technical wizard, but my business yeah. partner, Kathy Tajanel is, and she, you know, it helps me. And I do so much online now. I can't even imagine yeah. not being, you know, yeah. I on but yeah, so that was a, a lesson I, I really had to learn. I think in other cases, when there is a, a, a economic downturn or, or there is a pandemic, I, I think there's a couple things that we, we need to do. Uh, one is, is I, I think all successful people, they live in truths, okay? They, they, they look at what is true, not what they want to be true. Mm-hmm. So economic downturn, you know, business is going to fall off you know, or whatever, or pandemic. And yeah, there's things that are going to happen, you know, to say, oh, well, I, I'm just going to ignore it. That's not living in truth. And that's yeah. not going to be constructive so no you 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 say you assess the situation you say okay there are certain things because of this pandemic or let's say i'm just not going to be able to do right Right. that's how it is now but the successful person doesn't stay there they don't live there yeah okay they now switch over to what can i do 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What choices do I have? And yes, I know these choices may not be uh, easy to see. So I'm going to keep thinking about it and I'm going to reach out to others with whom I'm connected and discuss with them. And and we're going to kind of see what can we do and what ways can we adjust and what ways can we switch that we're, you know, to be able to. And that's, I think, what we've got to do. I don't think there's a magic bullet. Yeah. I, I think it's that, you know, you deserve, it's like the old, you know, the Stoics. And I love reading Stoic philosophy. And their whole thing was, you know, happiness comes from not being attached to what you can't control. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but by by knowing what you can, uh, and basically we can control our attitudes, we can control our actions, We you know, and, and yeah. that's where we focus. Yeah. I, I think you, you got to, to get to that place that you're at, uh, man, it, it requires you going through it enough to realize that this is the better, better option. Ah, 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 yes. A lot of times, and, you know, I'm reading a book right now. Let me see if I can find it. It should be on my desk somewhere. Um, no, it's out of, my, out of my reach. But it's, <laughs> but it's about, um, oh, here it is right here. Uh, it's called How to Decide. Uh, <laughs> by uh, Annie Duke. She wrote a great book called Thinking in Bets a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, these, these are not, by the way, my markings on here. Uh, this yeah. is how the cover of the book <laughs> <laughs> You know, simple tools for making better choices. And one of the things she talks about is sometimes, you know, the choice isn't between uh, a perfect solution yeah. and a disastrous solution. Sometimes it's the, you know, the best possible decision mm. or not the worst possible yeah. decision. Those yeah, are your yeah. choices. Yeah, <laughs> it's not necessarily a you know per- perfection. So yeah, right. I, I love that perspective. Um, <laughs> thanks for sharing that. Hey Bob, I, I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, and before we go, what's what's new in your neck of the woods? You got anything up and coming? How can a Thrive Tribe find you? Yeah, my uh, business partner and I, Kathy Tajanel, who I mentioned, who I mentioned earlier, uh, we just started a uh, mentorship community, an online mentorship community. It's called the Go-Giver Success Alliance. Mm-hmm. And really, we're just committed to helping our members achieve their next level of business and financial success and personal fulfillment. And we believe you need both. <laughs> One without the other doesn't quite work. But uh, my website is berg.com, B-U-R-G.com. So if people want inf- more information either on the, the books or on the Go-Giver Success Alliance, just go to berg.com scroll down the page a little bit and look for the big uh, picture in the coffee house that says uh, go give her success Alliance. Awesome. And shout out for getting that domain name. (laughs) Yeah, that was when I was so that, so that's remember I was telling you about during that time, you know, where I didn't want to have anything to do with the internet. Yeah. And, And so it's like, how would I know something about that? Well, it turned out that two people in Silicon Valley who had actually built their, their, business their computer business or whatever using endless referrals right which has nothing to do with with technology Uh they appreciated it so they called me to say thank you and they said and we want to repay you by giving you a suggestion i said what and they said we want you to get something for yourself called berg.com and i said why would i ever want to get something for myself called (laughs) berg.com and they said we're gonna walk you through it right now you'll thank us later here it is right now (laughs) thank you thank you (laughs) Bob thanks so much my pleasure thank you hey what's up tribe I hope you enjoyed today's episode and if you did 
leave a review because more people just like you who are looking to find a voice, develop the message, and get consistently paid speaking gigs, they're out there. And your voice, it matters. Your review, it matters. So I just want to thank you in advance for doing us a favor so that we can reach more people and impact people's lives. I'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.